Jones, 30, 35, 40, east of midfield, and then every kick. The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Joel, and this is Down the Sidelines, a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 46th episode of the podcast on November 7th, 2013. Well, um, Pete decided to take the week off from work, actually, um, so he could spend some time with some people that were visiting, and, um, you know... Him and all the other Sminges had a great time at Yomacon this year, and I'm hoping that maybe I can go next year. Um, we actually have a guest with us today, so he'll be helping me co-host the podcast. Um, you know him as Decaf78 on the forums. Welcome, David. Why, hello, Joel. Thank you for having me. Nice to have you. Feels good to be here. Mm-hmm. Seeing as I was the first guest on Down the Sidelines, I'm also the first repeat guest. Yeah. Um, you know, we thought it would be like a good idea to bring in somebody that's been on the show before and, you know, has some sports knowledge, even if it is really heavy in football. But that's what our podcast is based on. We've got another episode that is very heavy on football this week. Yeah. And hey, not all of my sporting knowledge is football. I'm also a really big wrestling fan, mm-hmm. which if any of you guys are. Check out Down the Sidelines on, uh, not Down the uh, Superplex on. Yes. <laughs> Check out both, Down the Sidelines and Superplex. Superplex yes. with uh, Tony Me TH. And Kalo Shade. Mm-hmm. Two and other myself. members on the forum. Um, and we kind of do the same thing. We run down the storylines that are building up th- to each pay-per-view, and then we predict the thing. So I feel like it's a really good balance yeah i mean i you know i actually was telling you guys the other day that i what show was i watching it was like a a reality show based on that oh yeah total divas it's a yeah it's based off the women in there and just all the fun that they get to have outside of the ring it was crazy (laughs) yeah it's very drama filled and yes (laughs) um i I don't really care for it just because I don't like reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where if there's nothing else on, then I might watch it. But yeah, I mean, if, I must have been really bored to watch it. <laughs> if you're desperate for something to watch, it's on. Yeah, I like I wouldn't put it up there with a lot of the other um, sports-related reality TV things that I've seen. But um, it was interesting. Yeah. All right, so um, last week, uh, basically, you know, the top stories we went through were we were t- checking on the Heisman race, uh, and it look, looked at it was like it was kind of down to you know two guys there, um, you know, at Florida State and Oregon, and as far as uh, this week goes, it looks like it's still kind of the same there. We talked about the NBA season starting, and then. Uh, we actually had our. We were talking about the World Series because it was still going on, and um, how Boston was up three two, and that game was kind of getting out of hand, and Boston took care of it there, and they won the World Series in Boston, 
for the first time in a very, very long time because they've won, you know, three in the past ten years, but they hadn't won one there in a long time. And it, I think it really meant a lot to the people of Boston, especially with the unfortunate events that happened there earlier this year during the Boston Marathon. Yeah, it's a really good feel-good story, but as a New York Yankees <laughs> fan, I hate it. I was going to say, well, you, you know, you've also, and then, uh, so, but it was, it was kind of interesting to see, you know, the St. Louis fans and the Boston fans, two very rabid fan bases that oh, yeah. kind of consider themselves to be the best in their sport. Yeah, and uh, one thing I heard was a really interesting story was a, uh, in right before game three that started and start off the three the two game part in uh St. Louis mm-hmm. uh announcer the the radio announcers came in and as they looked up as they got off the plane they looked up and uh they had a giant banner that says Welcome all Red Sox fans have a good stay in St. Louis. <laughs> it's like Wow oh, no. How many but it's just like how many fan bases would put up a banner welcoming your rivals in the championship game? Uh, you gotta be pretty uh, confident, I'd say. Yeah, but then it also shows a lot of respect for. Oh, that too, of course. But um, yeah, no, you know, very interesting to see how you know that all finished, and uh, I don't know. I I was pretty satisfied with the baseball season. What do you think? Yeah. Uh yeah. Um as I mean, individual Arizona. fan bases aside. <laughs> yeah, individual fan bases aside. It it was a good season. It meant a lot to see uh Boston win it just mm-hmm. because as you said the it really helped cement that Boston strong feeling that was going on in the country yeah. as a whole. Mm. And you no matter what you look at it, which way you look at it now, Boston's a, Boston's a sport town that's come to play the last decade. Yeah, really. I think they have they have a championship in every in all major sports. Patriots, Celtics, uh, Bruins, Bruins, and Red Sox. And Red Sox. I mean, it is it is a sports town. My uh, sister used to live there before she moved down to DC and. It's, I mean, there's always a game on at every bar every night. So, they like their sports up there. (laughs) And they like their cold weather. Um, Hope everybody's ready for winter. (laughs) Um, All right, so here we're going to go talk, go to the red zone and talk about, uh, you know, the different stories, the sports stories each week. Uh, We start at the 20 yard line where we're going to talk about college basketball season beginning. Yes. Good old basketball. I can't believe it's already time. <sighs> I know, right? Jeez. It just seems like we did the bracketology like two months ago. Yes, and before you know it, March Madness is here. Ah, <laughs> uh, March. Uh, it's like, can we, we just skipped all the cold weather. What just happened? Uh, no, we don't want to miss all that good football in between. Um uh, All right, yeah. so uh, nothing says good year. football like seven seven. <laughs> exactly in the snow, in the driving snow. But well, uh, then again, in the driving snow, New England scored fifty six points a few years back. Of on course, of course. Um, 
So, of course, you know, it wouldn't be a new season without Kentucky being ranked very, very high at the start of the season. Um, and, you know, they are your number one team preseason in pretty much, I think, all the polls that I've looked at. Um, and they just they get really good recruiting classes every year. I mean, it's Kentucky, and they might not be very good in some of the other sports, but they always have a competitive team. Oh yeah, and um, it's I like I know people that have gone to school there. It's very hard to get basketball tickets every year, even when they have down years. It's hard. Um, yeah, it's and some one of those things. I don't even follow college basketball, mm-hmm. and I know Kentucky. Oh yes, it's it's it is insane. a brand. I mean, it is basically one of those places that is like the college basketball brand, um, and like I. I feel oh, like just... the new coach, the new football coaches there are talking about, like they always ask them every time they're, they get a new head coach because they get a lot of new head coaches there. Uh, yeah. Does the basketball program help with the recruiting? And I don't know. I mean, if you like basketball and you're a football player, maybe. Uh, if if you yeah. like to watch games. Um, if you like to be outclassed, sure. <laughs> I guess so. If, if you want more fans to go to your basketball games than the football games. Um and of course, Michigan State's very high. Again, they they're always up there in the top five somewhere because they have a very 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 good head coach. Um, yeah, uh, Duke's up there. I noticed. Oh yes, Duke always up there. Um, and uh, you know, I'm starting to wonder, like, you know, how much longer is is their head coach going to stay put there? I mean, it it just seems like uh, he could probably retire whenever he wants. But oh, yeah. I feel and like I he's think... one of those guys that he probably won't until he just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, I noticed my Arizona Wildcats are number six. Yeah. So... Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, all... apparently they've had some really good recruiting classes lately. And they, you know, are building. They're getting more depth there. Yeah. And Arizona's always been a big basketball That's school. Mm-hmm. Which is why a lot of people wrote off a... Gronkowski when he came out for the draft it's yeah. like oh it's a basketball school nobody cares about football down there and yeah I mean you, you almost you look at Kentucky and you look at Kansas and um, you know two schools that traditionally struggle in like football but they're very very good every single year in basketball um, oh yeah I mean just amazing recruiting sending sending you know basically people that finish their freshman year to the pros, um, oh, yeah. especially now with that new rule. Um, well, you know, it was a while back that, you know, you have to do at least one year um, mm-hmm. before you can go. You don't have, you know, LeBron James anymore and like that, which is interesting because we were talking earlier a few weeks ago about one of the Kentucky or one of the Kansas freshmen um, that apparently is getting offered all these endorsement deals after he finishes his year there because, um, Apparently he's going to be like the next big thing, but he's actually Canadian. Uh, hmm. That's where he's from. So um, let's see. You got Louisville up there, of course. You know you would want to have the defending champs up there. Um, there. I'm not sure if they're if this is their last year in the same. No, wait. Last year was the last year for the Big East. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, but they are they going in the AAC now or? I think the they new might one? be in the AAC this year, and then next year they're in the ACC. 
Yeah, that's that's confusing. AAC very, and the ACC. Yeah. The All American Conference, folks, is all over the place. And then, then again, it's like the Big Twelve and the Big Ten are. The Big Twelve has ten schools. and yeah. The Big Ten has twelve schools. I mean, I should know. I it's I haven't been to an away game in a while because they're very far away now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, who else? We got uh, Oklahoma State. They had a really good season last year. I know they hmm. blew us out really bad. Um, Syracuse, another team that's always up there. Michigan, who had a very good season last yeah. year. Um, you know, lost a pretty good player, but uh, uh, near the end of the season, we we saw some of their uh, their backup players stepping up and making turning to household names. Oh yeah, in the in the NCAA tournament, just amazing uh, stuff. But uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure Pete will have his own things to say about Michigan basketball later. Yeah. Um, and we got and every, Florida back up there, of course, because and, they used to be really good, and they're getting good again, I guess. And everyone's favorite school on down the sidelines, number twenty-one Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could put like you could put number eleven Ohio State on that list as well. Um. Uh-huh. And then North Carolina, I mean, what else do we need to say, folks? They're North Carolina. They recruit well. And you, don't get my, you don't get Michael Jordan at your school. You don't no. Well. Uh, yeah. Um, Memphis, who traditionally was very good, um, you know, playing against probably teams that weren't as good most of the time, but still usually getting high seeds in the tournament because regardless of that schedule, they'd win lots of games. Um and then we've got Virginia Commonwealth up there. Yeah, I that was a name I did not I did not know. Yeah, um you know, no, obviously not uh you know, this this isn't football, so and and the term BCS will be outdated soon. Um Yeah, but they're they would be an FBS, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just compare Oh, FCS. Cuz we've made so many football comparisons so far. Um but yeah, I, mm. Apparently, they you know they've they when they do these things they scout out the teams and everything and uh, the thing the thing about basketball is because it's five players out on the court at once it's it's a lot more important about the players that you have out there on the court and and less and less about depth even though it's oh, yeah. still important um, usually the teams with the most depth make the biggest runs in the tournament but. Um, I, you know, I'm assuming Virginia Commonwealth has, you know, some probably depth. they probably have some seniors on that team and and some depth. Um, very well could be one of those teams that we see see make a run. They might actually be a higher seed in the tournament. Um, there's a reason that they're ranked up there. Usually, there's not really big screw ups when they do this kind of stuff in basketball, but we've seen it. We saw it with Michigan State a few years ago. Ranked preseason number one, and I don't even think they finished the season ranked. So it happens sometimes. Um, yeah, they don't. But yeah, as you're saying, the call the basketball rankings don't seem to have as many big mess ups like you know, say, the BCS rankings. Oh no, yeah, mm-hmm. always seem like that's fishy. Yeah, and and I, I mean it's basically because you know one player does kind of make a bigger difference in the whole in the whole scheme of things just based on odds. 
and how many yeah. people are out there. Um, so one player could make a team a lot better, I think, in general, where in, as football, you know, you've got to be a lot more a... reliant. You can't play offense and defense as much yeah. at the higher levels. So um, Gonzaga, always a pleasure. <laughs> Is what I say with them. I I became a big fan of them when I was younger. I actually had a Gonzaga jersey. And, oh wow! Um, they're just uh, they're a very scrappy team, um, and they've gone through lots of heartbreak in the NCAA tournament before. Um, mm-hmm. But they're always in it. Seems like they're. It doesn't seem like they've missed the tournament in a long time. No. Uh, and Wichita State's the same exact thing. I mean, we they're making deeper and deeper runs every year. They're always there, but they're—it's one. That they're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. They're always really close, but they can never quite make it to the final four yeah. or the championship game. And and Marquette had a very good um, season last year, with the last year of the full Big East. Um, let's see, uh, UConn. I mean, it's UConn. That even even when they're going through scandals and things like that. They come back later and they have a great year. And I think they, I think they did a pretty good job with picking their coach. I think yeah. he's going to be able to continue the success, success they have there. But aren't they? They're are they also heading to the ACC? I believe. Nice. Um, it's one of the things when I think uh, UConn, I don't think men's basketball. I think how dominant they are with women's basketball oh oh, of course (laughs) and it's one of those things i'll never think of them as a men's basketball school just women's basketball because of those there was a while there i think one year they both won at the same time yeah when they had okafer and yeah uh, who else was there ben gordon i think Mm. yeah um then oregon uh you know it wasn't until the past couple years that they've really turn things around there and isn't um trying to think oh no i'm thinking oregon state i was gonna say obama's brother-in-law is the basketball coach at oregon state i think not oregon Hmm. maybe maybe i'm wrong i'm pretty sure that but uh you know uh, their basketball court is beautiful i don't know if you've ever seen it um it's got like the it's like you're in the middle of a forest looking up at the trees on the floor so it's hmm. like what the view would look like if you were looking up at the trees. That's it's really the, cool. They're the Beavers, aren't they? Oregon State Beavers. Oh no, yeah, the Oregon State is, but this Oregon is ranked nineteenth. Oh. I just got. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that he's the coach there. I was trying to make a reference, but I don't think that I was trying to make Obama reference. <laughs> um, Wisconsin, and at uh twenty, another really good coach has been there a long time. Um. And they're just always solid. They, they're one of those teams that grind you out. They play kind of like people used to play basketball way back yeah. in the day. I mean, they win their games, uh, you know, 60 to 40, and that's a high-scoring game for them. Yeah. It's a arena football game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I love arena football. Speaking of which, my Arizona Rattlers won their second straight title in arena football. All right. Football, so. Yeah. Um, we told you this was going to be a football-heavy uh, show today. <laughs> yes. And it doesn't even have to be college <laughs> pro. It's semi-pro, baby. Yeah. Um, UCLA, lots of tradition there, you know. Um, obviously not to the point yet where they're they're back, but, uh, you know, getting a little respect there in the polls. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and New Mexico had a really good season last year, so I I don't have any problem with them being ranked. Uh, uh, I have no idea about Virginia. I really don't. I wish I could say more. <laughs> and then Baylor, finishing out the top 25. Um, they can score, but uh, they, they have trouble on defense, so they, they usually uh, get a lot of their points, um, you know, just threes, long bombs, that kind of thing. And yeah. um, fast breaks. Those are two things I remember about them last year. Besides that, I don't remember much. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just happened to look at TV, and I'm watching the Baylor-Oklahoma game, and I think a Baylor kid's about to get ejected. Oh, boy. Well, uh, uh you know, if that isn't a good transition, then I don't know what is. <laughs> um, uh, the the 10-yard line story, um, it's kind of a combo, it's kind of just a whole college football thing. Um, and since we, you know, we were talking about what you were just talking about with that game, we might as well talk about these big Thursday night games that are going on tonight. I, Ex- I, I mean, that will that could basically decide two conference races. Yeah, two. It pretty much it would decide the conference title pretty much for both. It, at least it seems for the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Uh, big Big, big 12. Twelve. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, um, you have ten teams. <laughs> <laughs> Good points. Um. So, yeah, we're talking about the Oregon-Stanford game, which is later tonight, which a lot of people will be watching because... I will be watching. Oregon is a very big favorite to make the national championship. Um, uh, I think they were at the beginning of the year, and um, at this point right now, they're pretty much battling with Florida State back and forth for that second spot. spot. Um, yeah, um, I think overall, if they can win out, they have the better schedule. And yeah, that's the reason that they would go. But uh, big test tonight. Stanford oh, yeah. is, I mean, probably, if not the best defensive line, one of the best defensive lines in the country. And without a doubt, if not the best in the Pac-12, the second best team in the Pac-12. And it's very close. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I mean, there's a reason that they didn't drop too far when they slipped up in that game. Um, you know, I think Utah yeah. s- just snuck up on them, basically. Um, and Utah's getting a lot better. I think they're still maybe a few years off from yeah. being very competitive. In, but I, I like where they're going, because when they used to be in a different conference, they were great. Yeah. I watched them beat uh, Alabama in a BCS game. Wow. I think that's the only BCS game that... Um, that Nick Saban's ever lost. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so, um, let's see. And then the game that's going on right now. Oklahoma, Oklahoma versus Baylor. Baylor. And that, the guy, the kid that I said will probably get ejected will, for a illegal hit to the head. Uh, lowered his shoulders right into a defenseless receiver's head. Mm-hmm. Kids, sadly, still on the turf. Oh man! And you know they're they're trying to make better judgment calls this year with that. Um, and you know you're, you're you're probably seeing more flags just for safety precaution reasons. Yes, yeah. um, they were actually they actually threw three individual flags. Yeah, um, I, I think usually when in doubt, they they usually will throw the flag and they. The way that they would do that rule this year is um, they can go back and replay and see and then, 
if, decide yeah, if, if they're going to uh, eject the, the player or not. Yeah. Um, the penalty will always be enforced, but the ejection may or may not be. Yeah, so it's... And I mean, it's very hard. The speeds that these people are hitting each other, it's very hard to always tackle the right way. Yeah. Um, and then there's what a... And he got better. He's up and he walked That's off always the good. Everybody golf clap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, kind of interesting, these two games. Um, and they're letting the kid back out on the field, which is uh, the hitter, the defensive player back out on the field. So that's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, you would you'd kind of say uh, these games look so similar in uh, the teams. And the records. Yeah. I mean, uh, Oklahoma, you know, really, really slipped up. I mean, against the Texas team that's just looked so much better since the beginning of the year defensively. Yeah, they um, had they had that one slight slip up, and they're slowly making their way back in. Yeah, they're a very defensive team. Oh, yes, rather slow. Um, you, yeah, you don't expect them to be scoring points no. in bunches or or airing the ball out at all, really. Well, that's um, the thing that, and if they need to, they will score in bunches. Mm-hmm. It's just, and on the other side, there's Baylor, who has is leading all of college right now in points scored per game. Yeah, and, and yardage it's per like game, sixty-five or something like that. Yeah, so it's literally a slow <laughs> defensive team versus a high-powered offense. Yeah, while the Oklahoma or the Stanford Oregon game is the same thing. Mm-hmm. A slow defensive team versus a high powered offense. Yeah, really. Um, I, I mean, I'd say probably out of those four teams, Oklahoma was probably the least complete yeah. of them all. I think offensively, probably not the greatest because they, they have to rely way too much on the run. And um, the the reason that's tough is because um, Baylor is a much better team this year. Um, not, I mean, you almost say offensively, but not so much better defensively this year. Um, you know, we had the opportunity to watch WVU play both of these teams, and if yeah. I had to, you know, just watching that, you, you could see, you know, the the extreme differences between the two teams. Oh yeah. Um, but then also uh, uh, with this Oregon Stanford game, it kind of everybody's saying Stanford Stanford has the formula to beat Oregon. They said that they've kind of yeah. like figured it out. If you've watched a lot of their matchups before, especially last year, um, it's you've you've absolutely got to ta- tackle in space. If you don't tackle in space, it's probably a touchdown. And you got to keep the quarterback contained you can't let him yes. get to the outside and you don't let him throw on the run don't yeah. let him run in that third qu- quarter this year has been absolutely brutal for teams against oregon oh, i yeah. think there's outscoring teams by like 30 points in the third quarter um they've gone and i they've gone into halftime tied i think and um up by like seven a few games this year but they just it's very, they get very tough and i think they yeah. they kind of wear you down in the second half but um it just seems like they really turn it on they go to a different level and um that's where they lose teams and i yeah, think or, that's where they're a little bit different than they used to be because 
they used to um, they used to kind of have one pace, but this year it seems like they have a completely different speed in the third quarter. Oh yeah, it's. I think they just make the they are perfect when it comes to making adjustments. Mm-hmm. Oh. They they go into halftime like okay, this is what they're doing, so let's try this, and then they just steamroll their the competition from that point on and it's absolutely it's it's very nice to have as many weapons as they have but it's the quarterback that makes everything go and i mean right now there might only be one other quarterback that's playing better than him and uh it's just it's it's fun to watch i think if you're if you're a fan of college football i know you know, I like to see some defense played, but it's really just such good execution and such blazing speed on offense that I like. I like to watch it. I like to watch these fast-paced offenses. It's it's cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like a shoot a shootout just as fun to me as some good defense. So, um, yeah, it's I'm kind of the same way. I love watching a good defensive game as long as it's not one-sided Yo, if it's yeah. the national championship game from last year with <clears throat> alabama just walking all over mm-hmm. notre dame it's not fun for anyone to watch yeah no it's it's always nice for big games to be tight close yeah. ones um and based off good play not off sloppy play because yeah. i've seen some very close games that are low scoring just because no one can catch, or no one, or just a lot of fumbles, and I'm like, this game's boring, and mm. you can't even show me good play, it's just a war of bad luck. Yeah. Um, also in the college football world, we had a little announcement this week that um, is pretty important to the whole college football landscape, because... Um, you know, Texas football is very important to all of college football. Oh, yeah. And um, Texas University is basically, uh, how do you say this? If you're the athletic director there, it's like you're running a giant company. Um, a small country. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it is, I, I believe they gross the most out of any athletic department in the whole country. Um and so it's a really big-time jo- job where you need to be very qualified to do it. Um, this story kind of piqued my interest uh, specifically because um, our, athletic, like, our athletic director, Oliver Luck, was the head candidate up until a few days ago for the job. Um, he has a lot of experience working with the NFL, NFL Europe. Um, he's worked for the Texans for a while. He's worked all over the place really got his law degree from texas as well um so there would have been like a nice coming home story there yeah he he lived in houston for the longest time um well that's why i mean yeah and so it's it's uh that's that's why they didn't want him he lived he was tainted by houston (laughs) well so it it was just very interesting because we all thought he was pretty much gone because uh he actually turned down the big 12 commissioner job a few years ago um, oh, when they offered him that. Um, and essentially, this job might actually be bigger than that job. And um, yeah. so, but just the past couple of days, they um, decided to interview um, Arizona State's now former athletic director, Steve Patterson, um, 
who also has a, a degree from Texas, has a connection there. He works for the NFL. He's worked for a, a numerous professional um, leagues. And uh, it, I really, it was just like the other day, I saw a message posted on a message board. And then before I knew it, Sports Illustrated was like saying they're breaking this story. And um, a collective sigh of relief here in Morgan's <laughs> Because we are very used to our coaches being taken away from us. Um, but the athletic director thing was a little bit new. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and, you know, Oliver Luck is very qualified for this job. He is probably overqualified for the job that he has now. But he was a quarterback here, a very good quarterback here. He played for the, um, was it the Oilers? Oh, Houston Oilers? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his wow. son is Andrew Luck. Um, Whose current career has him beating Peyton Manning in the best season Peyton Manning's ever had. Yeah. Um, so very big football lineage there. And so he was obviously brought in to, you know, get us a new football coach and all that. I mean, he handpicked Dana Holgerson for the job because they knew each other from his time in Houston. Nice. Um, and so it, it's just very um, interesting. Uh, he's, he's a really nice guy. I got to meet him. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we're happy to still have him here. Um, and guess who we play this week? Texas. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we can spoil their season. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The, I'm... As you said, you guys had a sigh of relief. Well, we had a sigh of relief as well. Because, <laughs> hey, Arizona State's losing someone in Portland. Yeah, a hopefully very they'll be qualified. Hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll be bad again. Yeah. Um, Please be bad again. Well, um, I mean, if if their head coach is any indication, um, I, I, they might have a different head coach. Uh, he, he likes to jump ship. Uh, if, if you've watched where he's been the past couple of teams... He was with one team for one year. Um, I, think, I can't remember if it was Ohio or who it was, but then he went to Pittsburgh for a year, and then he went, and then he was only there a year, and then he went to Arizona State. Wow! So crazy. Uh, lots of jumping around there, but um, you know, I mean, it's a big story, and I just thought that we'd add it in. But um, I well, think let's now, make the play. Yeah, I think now we should uh, talk about these two games. And, um, how, you know, the impact they're going to have on the season. Um, who is going to win the Pac-12 and who's going to win the Big 12 this year? Um, I Honestly, whoever wins tonight's game's mm-hmm. going to win the Pac-12. And I hope it's Oregon. I, I'd love to see Oregon give it a shot and yeah. go all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the Big 12, I'm going to have to say Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's got, yeah, they had that small slip up against Texas, but they're a good team. They have, I think they have what it takes to win the conference. Mm-hmm. And it's without you got and with you guys not having a championship game this anymore, it literally just comes down to the best record now, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and you guys, I think they have, if they beat Baylor tonight, they have that wrapped up essentially. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't actually know if Texas has any losses in the Big 12. 
Uh, tech. No, but they do have big losses out of conference. Yes, but that doesn't matter in conference. Oh, it's just conference. Yeah, ranked. based on like, con- yeah, it, you can win a conference, but have lost all your out of conference games. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, it's kind of like divisions in the NFL. If you you could lose a lot of out division games, but if you win your division and you yeah, have but... enough rec- good enough record and you're like tied or something, but you had yeah. like a worse record but a better one, and then you can still get like you can still win the division. <laughs> That's how you get, like, bad teams sometimes. That's how you get Seattle winning at seven, going into the playoffs at seven and nine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, I I, I think Pac-12-wise, you know, I've always really liked to watch Oregon play, and um, I don't think Stanford can really figure them out this year. I think they're a little bit different monster. Um, It just... It seems like even the games when they're playing against decent teams, UCLA, uh, you know, teams like that, even if they're keeping it close for a while, it just seems like once they get to the third quarter, even the end of the third quarter, it just gets out of hand. Oh and yeah, I, and I think the reason is because they're a pretty complete team. Um, we we all want to talk about their offense, but their defense is. I mean, I consider them good. I think that they for 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 the way that your offense plays and how quickly they score, your defense is out there a lot still. Yeah. And for as much as they have to be out on the field, I think they're doing a fine job. And if your offense can score seventy points, then it kind of gives you a lot of room to work with. You can be riskier with your plays. You can blitz a lot more, and that's what they do. Um, they've got yeah. two of the best corners in the country. Uh, and teams usually have to throw to catch back up in games with them. So I don't know. I mean, amazing special teams. They get all that speed out there. They can put those guys out there to return punts, kicks, you know, Uh, people that would be starting wide receivers anywhere else are punt returners. (laughs) Exactly. Because they're just, they're Nike. U is what they are. They are Nike university. They're so stacked. Oh, they just, I mean, the and those recruit, recruits just love, I mean, they love the pink helmets last week. They love everything there. It's the silver they helmets, love, anything. They love having Donald Duck as a mascot. Yeah, they like the little wings on their sides. They like, they just, uh, they, they great marketing oh, there. Yeah. I mean, just, it's a prime example of what you've got to do to be competitive in recruiting now. And I, I'm surprised. I you know you see other teams doing think fancy uniforms. That all started at Oregon. That is where yeah. it just went to a different level. And um, I, I, I like I'll applaud them for doing that because I feel like it's kind of changing how recruiting works in a way. Um, they're you know they're stealing recruits from SEC teams, things like that, which you wouldn't really expect from a team that's all the way up there and it's not USC. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like Oregon tonight. I think if they can win this game, that this is, you know, essentially the toughest game left on their schedule. And Um, it could effectively be a preview of what the championship game looks like. Yeah. Uh, Stanford is a very, very good team. Um, yeah. With them being in different halves of the conference. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, uh, and I think, 
the thing that's always interesting about that is that you know what a team learns each time they play another team. Yeah. Like I think that maybe it could be a blowout tonight, and it could be close if they played yeah, again. Yeah, it's one of those things that could be one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the games, though, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Baylor game currently looks like a baseball game with the score of three to two Baylor. <laughs> Well, it's, it's interesting because it seems like Oklahoma's doing a good job with that Baylor team. Baylor gets a fast start on everybody, and that is kind of how they... I mean, we essentially had no chance in the game against them because they just... They just they had 21 out. points before five minutes passed in the game. Yeah. And they could have scored 100 if they wanted to. They're, uh, it's, it's crazy to think that they can just put a quarterback in like that and he can play like that. I... I think that it's outstanding recruiting and like their backup quarterbacks can play like this every single year. It not a few years ago they had the Heisman trophy winner there and then they put in another guy and he played just as well. It's just yeah. amazing what they do though. Art Bryles is a great coach and really I was almost surprised that like they didn't consider him at Oregon. I know, without a doubt. Yeah, because I, I'm sure that that he was like way up on the wish list there. Um, huh. It's they run a play. I think they run a play every. They run plays faster than Oregon does. So just let that sink in a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I I still I'm still on board with Baylor. They were the most impressive team that we've played so far this year, and we played Oklahoma as well. Um, I, I still don't think that Oklahoma's quarterback is, I think that that's just a real weak link because if you can stop them from running the ball, which he does very well, he's a big jacked up guy. He's like a fullback at quarterback. Um, I just don't think that he's quite the answer there to get the ball down the field. Um, and I think, you know, maybe as this game goes on, you'll kind of, notice that um but uh I, like like especially when i was watching them against notre dame who is a terrible secondary like like i he was missing wide open passes and things like that and i just um i i think that that's probably the thing that they're missing besides that they're very good I, like yeah. i i they've got stable running backs um there's good receivers there um they're not catching the passes but they're they're good um yeah. And, you know, they're solid on the defensive front. Um, I mean, I still thought they were one of the better defenses. Um, The Texas game really threw me off because it just, uh, Texas just ran over them and through them. But then just earlier in the year, they got completely manhandled by BYU. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I got, you know, I'm sure we'll find out this week about them, but, um, But then again, there's that saying, any given Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I just still like Baylor because they've got such a big lead already. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat, and they beat them badly. Um, so you can't yeah. really – you can say, oh, well, you played the easy part of your schedule. Well, I mean, they did all they could against those teams. So yeah. um, I, I think that uh, – and we'll find out about them. We will find out about them because this is the start of their tough schedule. You know, they they play all the heart, the best teams in the, at, at the end of the year. So we'll find out if they're, like, legitimate because there are some decent teams in the Big 12, you know, not, like, obviously, like, top three teams or top five teams, but 
they're going to find out how good they are. And oh, yeah. um, I, I still think that offense is for real, and I think the defense is good enough to win games. If they, if they can score 40 or 50 on someone, I think they're fine. Yeah. They're one of those teams that can just jump out. They don't need a good defense. A amazing defense they can just jump out early and kind of punch someone in the mouth and scare them into not being able to do anything for the rest of the game yep all right well um moving on to the five yard yes story um kind of a uh you know not so entertaining i would say story no. here um you know, like one of those stories that you know you see in the news and they happen and you're just like, why? You just got to question it. Um, and we're, of course, we're talking about um, Richie Incognito. Um, I guess he's not so incognito anymore. No. Oh. Um, and he really hasn't been over his uh, college career and his NFL career. Um, just kind of, uh, you know, we could actually go back. Way back. We go back to spring 2003. Um, he was actually in Nebraska. Yeah, and he uh, was suspended back then. Um, just, uh, you know, not a good way to start out in college. Um, he's convicted of a misdemeanor and assault charge in 2014. Um, doing something that you shouldn't do at a party. Uh and then he was suspended indefinitely. And effectively kicked off the yeah, Nebraska basically team in kicked September. Off the team. Um, and in October 2014, after he, he went to Oregon. 2014, so we're looking into the future. Yeah. <laughs> 2004. 2004 um, he was dismissed from the Oregon football program after he tried to go there. Um. So that's that's kicked off of two teams, two big teams. Yes. Um, in two thousand nine, so we're jumping ahead five years, um, he was voted NFL's dirtiest player in the in a poll by some sporting news site. Uh, yeah, but it's actually a poll of NFL by that was that they asked NFL players. Oh so. yeah, I'm, I'm. That's probably the best way to do that. Um, um, and then later on in 2009, he was released by the Rams after being penalized twice for personal fouls in a game and yelling and arguing with the coach, head coach on the sideline. Yep. You can't do that. No. In uh, December 2011, uh, the Ra- Raiders defensive tackle Richard Seymour was fined 30000 30, for for punching incognito during a game, and it's one things. Yes, I understand. Uh, tension gets high, but you have to say something to really piss someone off for them to punch you in the face while you're wearing a helmet. Yeah, it's usually something that doesn't just that happens if you step on a guy wrong or something like that. Yeah, it's, no, it's you have to be cu- pretty much calling that dude out on a yeah, very we're, personal we're, we're sensing that tensions were probably high during that game because of constant pestering is anybody there, there might be a theme there with this guy yeah. um in 2013 texans 
Defensive end Antonio Smith suspended one week for swinging a helmet at Incognito during a game. Once again, not something you do if he steps on your toe or pushes you a little too long after the play. Mm-mm. That's something that happens after intense and intense prodding. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in 2013. So, you know, current day. Um, which is where we're brought to the the recent incident and, you know, that basically led to him being kicked off the team with yeah. the Dolphins. Um, just, uh, you know, we could talk a lot about things that aren't acceptable in society and, you know, bullying, bullying and racism, racial anything like that. Just... In this day and age, people, it's not acceptable, and it's not professional, it's not a good thing to do, it's just, and the Dolphins are making that point, and I'm very glad that they are, because you don't want people part of your organization who are doing these kind of things. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you saw the news that came out today, but it was actually on the Fox Sports 1 ticker Mm -hmm. just earlier. Uh, last year, he was pu- uh, privately fined by the team for sexually harassing, like, a team official at a golf outing, oh. like, for the team. Like, groping her with the golf clubs and pouring wa- bottles of water on her mm-hmm. and making really lewd remarks and. a and that's why when we make the play after seeing that, I'm like, no, he's, there's no chance he's getting picked up by a mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we're, we're talking about the the voice messages and the text messages that he left to, um, you know, former player with the Miami Dolphins, Jonathan, Jonathan. Martin. Yeah. Um, Is he a rookie? I, I believe so. He's, I know he's definitely younger. Um, yeah, but you know, there, you know, at, when he left the team recently, a lot of people didn't really know why. Yeah, he no, it's his second year in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, apparently he was being harassed by this guy, and it's uh, you know, you, you hear lots of stories of. I mean, a lot of people that have been on sports teams and stuff have heard stories of uh, hazing, that kind yeah. of thing. And I, you know, I'm sure it still happens in places, but um, this and really so doesn't fall into that category. No, there's like there's acceptable forms of hazing, like having the rookie mm-hmm. that signed a multi-million dollar contract without even proving himself in the league, having him by everyone's stake. That's that's happened for years, and no one really whines about that. Yeah. Doing going this far and this personal—that's mm-hmm. never okay. No, it's it really it. How you don't really have like a life or anything if you're if no. you're spending this much time harassing somebody. Yeah. Thinking of ways to get back at the uh, thinking of ways to torment this kid. Mm-hmm. I. It, yeah, it's just um, stuff like it's this. It's sad. Honestly. I mean, it's sad too for you know the people that are taking the harassment. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, I mean, it really affected uh, 
Jonathan, Jonathan Martin. Martin. Um, yeah. And I could see why. It's, you know, awful stuff that was said. And um, I'm sure that he felt, you know, feared for his well-being when he was being threatened like that. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's a shame that these kind of things happen because, um, you know... People are just trying to work and do their jobs and, and all this stuff. And then you've got these extra things where people are trying to create conflict and yeah, and throw around like negative things for no reason at all. Not it at just, all. It's sad, but... Uh, as someone that was bullied as a kid growing up, it makes mm-hmm. me sick to think... Like, the one thing that got me through it as a kid was like, it's okay, this is something that happens at a young age. It'll get better as life goes on. Mm-hmm. This isn't something adults would do. And then this just kind of shakes something I've been telling myself for years growing up. And it's just insane. Yeah, and um you know we 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 can talk about uh incognito and say like, you know, he obviously he's had drug trouble in the past. He's uh gone through therapy for anger management those kind of things but it's still not an excuse to treat people the way that he was treating them and um you know you know good for the dolphins to step up and do something about it oh yeah because you you do not want people like that part of your organization and not at um, all um like you're saying we're we're asking the question does incognito get another chance i um with a different team, and um, I, I feel like you know if if anything like that's gonna happen, it's not gonna happen soon because oh, no. he he He's... needs to get help. I think he needs oh, yeah. to seek help because um, it's it's not right for people to be acting like that, regardless of whatever your excuse is. No, without um, a doubt, he there's. No, as you said, there's no excuse mm-hmm. for this. He, no human should act. No one should act like this to mm-hmm. another human being. No, and 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 I'm, that's the reason why I'm going to say no because if and you know I don't want to make light of the situation or anything, but if it was more like a there was one time where he had an incident or something, then he'd have a better chance. Yeah. He has had so many opportunities to get straight to yeah not do any not cause any more harm to not do drugs to not do all these things to not get kicked off teams and he's done it over and over again and it yeah, doesn't seem like whatever whatever therapy he's seeking or anything like that it does not seem like it's helping which is just weird because you know he was nominated as like a leader of this team and he was on like a, a leadership council he was uh named like one of the best guys on the team last year. I just don't know how you could know him if he if he was really like this and say those things. Like yeah, how it could be one of those things. Like yeah. he could have had this bubbling under the surface and he went after one specific person mm-hmm. and did it quietly and used his standing as a team captain as all these things to pressure Jonathan Martin into not saying anything until he finally did. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, if this was a one-off thing, yeah, I don't think, I think he wouldn't have too much problem getting another job. But seeing as he is a repeat offender, 
as he has tried to reform himself, but has become, but it's proven unuseful. Why would you take the chance? No, it's. I think there's just too much risk versus reward there. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he's a good offensive lineman, but he's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put up with him. I and I and I think that the people in the organization organization probably just had way too much. I, I'm sure they interviewed other players too to ask them, you know, what was going on there, and it obviously was not good. And there's yeah. obviously I probably strained relations between a lot of the people there um, and him. So, um, yeah, I Without mean, I, I I'm gonna say no. I don't think that anything's gonna happen for him in the fo- football related or anything no. like that. I mean, he's you you can ha- you can't really have these kind of problems and do many things anymore. Um, because yeah, it's just alone. not acceptable. We don't live in a world where this kind of stuff is acceptable anymore. And, and the fact s- that it ever was is ridiculous. But um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully he seeks some help because he needs it. Yeah, it'll be hard for him to get an actual job. Yes. Let alone a job in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Like a professional football player. Yeah. I- and by... By all means, he was not being professional, if oh, anything. No. So, um, um, this is actually kind of a small tangent, but a, a f- I listen to a lot of sports radio a lot on my way to work or whenever I'm just driving. And uh, we have a radio show here called Dean and Gambo, I believe is the guy's names. Mm-hmm. Gambo, one of the hosts, uh, right after Jonathan Martin left the team for bullying and offensive like things once that was made public he's like wait jonathan incognito's on that team he has a history mm-hmm. it, or richie incognito it might be him yeah and he didn't say it on the radio because then of course if he did that would easily be construed as slander yeah but he sent it out to personal friends of his and he's like Keep an eye on this. It might have something to do with incognito. And then he it turned out to be right. And you're just like so people obviously knew that he wasn't the most righteous of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um It's a, I I mean it's a pretty sad story and it's a shame that these things happen. Um but uh Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, the situation will get better there with um, him not being on the team anymore. Um, yeah, I hope he gets help. I mean, yeah, I hate first. I'd hate to think of someone having to go through life filled with that much hatred and anger for other people. Yeah, it's just be happy, right. people. Just chill out, <laughs> man. It's crazy. Just listen to Bob Marley. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> exactly. All right, every so um, thing is going to be all right. <laughs> of course. Um, all right, so in the replay from uh, last week, we have your uh, college football games and the scores. Um, I'm just going to go through them real quick, kind of maybe give some reactions. Um, we had Wisconsin at Iowa, and uh, Wisconsin took care of business. I mean, uh, they were favored I by ten, I think nine and a half, and they won twenty-eight to nine. 
I don't think anyone was surprised there. I mean, Wisconsin's been rather decent, really good this year. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a lower-ranked team. Yeah. Iowa's defense has been a little bit better this year, but that game, I, I kind of watched the end of it. It kind of got out of their hands. Um, oh, yeah. Wisconsin's defense wasn't very looking very good the week before, but they, they looked a lot better. Um, yeah. Wisconsin's running game is just brutal. I mean, it's still it's still tough to stop them from running the ball. So, um, and then uh, we had the uh, Georgia cocktail party down there. Um, Georgia at Florida. Yeah. Uh, it was a two and a half spread, and Georgia wins by three. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. Injury prone, just that injury prone offense, especially for Georgia. Yeah. That's just. I was saying last week it was like Aaron Murray and the scout team out there. Yeah. Um, finds a way to score enough points on this Florida defense that really hasn't been performing as well as it early in the season. Um, they, but they it's still find a way. Decent defense. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, they just kind of scraped it out. This game early looked like it wasn't going to be close, but then Florida fought back, and uh, it was a pretty good game. I mean, it was a good game to watch. Um, I don't know. Eh? I, it's still better than that 3-0 SEC games we used to see. So Yeah, that's without a doubt. Yeah. Um, this next one, Peter wouldn't Sorry, be happy Peter. about, but... Um, <laughs> He was busy in Detroit this week, so I was actually the one updating him about this game. So, oh, uh, that's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. um, Michigan at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State was favored by six, and Michigan State wins twenty nine to six. That defense. Oof. It was not a pretty game. <laughs> not a pretty game at all. Yeah, I mean, you think Mich? I mean. I think we all pretty much know Michigan State's defense is like legit. Like, yeah, they're but I was good. I figured that uh, I figured that Michigan was going to be at least able to score something. Yeah, but guess not. Yeah, sorry, I, Peter. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously earlier in the season, Michigan slipping by some some teams that everyone expected them to beat by more, and then they get to the Penn State game, and uh, I mean, just play awful defense and and lose that one and uh kind of took some of the steam out of this game i know yeah. but um i think i think michigan the, the thing that i can take from this game is that i think michigan state's offense is looking better each week um and and that's the thing if they're if they can get better that team could probably beat a lot of teams because i, I mean, again their defense there was a point in the season where their defense scored, I think, three touchdowns, and their offense only had like one, <laughs> and yeah. they were and they had won like all like two or three games already. So um, they're like can't they're like Kansas City Chiefs. They can't score any offensive touchdowns. Yeah. but they got some defense. Yeah, a good, just really good defensive line. Um, uh, you know, if you if you like to watch hard-nosed defense, then I'd say Michigan State's probably your best bet in the Big Ten, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, and then we had uh, Auburn at Arkansas. 
Um, it's a nine and a half point spread, and Auburn wins thirty-five to seventeen. Um, Gus Malzahn keeping things going there. I like I like what I see. I think, you know, maybe give him another year for him to get the players that he wants, and, and then, he could yeah. really turn Auburn around. Without a doubt. I mean, it's Auburn. It's one of those schools. They look like they're almost there. They get they get the recruits the head coach wants in there, and I think they they can make a run. Yeah. In the SEC. Because, I mean, we, we all, you know, I'm sure most of us remember that Gus Malzahn was the offensive coordinator there when they won their national championship. Um, With my sister's favorite player of all time, Cam Newton. Yeah, perfect quarterback for that system. And that is kind of, a, I think, what they're looking for. Uh, yeah. A, a big guy, big arm that can, that's mobile. Um, I think that just completely adds a different thing to the game, um, as we've seen over the years. And, um you know, I, I'm sure that they could take a quarterback because uh, that maybe doesn't fit that type and kind of tailor their offense around him. But um, I think I do think that's the kind of quarterback that he's recruiting. He's recruiting someone who can run because this year, what what's winning games for them is them running the ball. I mean, they oh, yeah. are one of the best rushing teams in, in the SEC, um, and uh, I think I think most people were expecting them to win this game this past week because Arkansas really just hasn't looked as good. Um, and then and then we had a game between uh, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, and, uh, and on paper these teams look pretty similar. Um, really, uh, Texas Tech started the year off, you know, really hot, especially starting two freshman quarterbacks and having a. Having the youngest head football coach in college football um, yeah. started off the year great. Uh, Oklahoma State, um, you know, just not scoring as many points as everybody expected them to early in the season, but winning low in, lower scoring games. And then lately, Oklahoma State's offense has just kind of exploded. And oh, yeah. um, I mean. It's I think what it's that running game there because earlier in the season that was what they were having success with and uh, really I mean in this game that's what it was I, they, Texas Tech just could not stop them at all no. and um, game got out of hand closer to the end of the game but uh, you know I, I guess a lot of people would say that's an upset because it's Oklahoma State going on the road and beating Texas Tech yeah uh, fifty two to thirty four. Um. All right, uh, Miami, Florida State. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, Miami, why? Oh, <laughs> uh, Miami, Miami. Well, uh, Florida State continues to dominate teams that they probably should dominate. Um, yeah. a lot of a lot of us did not think that Miami was a top ten team. I actually kind of did i i thought they had what it it took at the beginning of the season i thought they might be yeah last few weeks they haven't really looked like it but i wasn't expecting this kind of beatdown. yeah i think it was just like the the underwhelming wins teams that 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 really were not that good that they were just struggling with every week that kind of led me to believe that defense might be all right but i don't think that offense can keep up scoring now we could say Miami 
completely held their own in the first half. They only trailed 21 to 14 at halftime. Um, and if anything, uh, Miami's quarterback outplayed Florida State's quarterback in the first half, which was very surprising. But Florida State in the second half just a tale as you stepped have, on if you them. would. I mean, they set on them basically. Oh yeah, they, they pulled like an Alabama, except they <laughs> scored more. <laughs> um, yeah, good Florida, game in the Florida first State's half. Just very very talented this year. Oh yeah, comparatively to everybody else in their conference, but I would say that I I'd put them up against a lot of the other good teams, and I think that they could hold their own, probably win a game or two. I I, I just think um, it's you know we we all want to talk about Jameis Winston because yeah he is having he's having a Johnny Manziel year. Without a doubt. As a freshman. I mean, he's he's been perfect in almost every single game. Even the big games, at least what we thought were big games. Uh, we thought the Maryland game was going to be big. They blow them out. We thought the Clemson game was going to be big. They blow them out. We thought the Miami game was going to be big a big game. They blow and they, them out. I mean, and essentially, they've beaten all of the best teams in their conference. Yeah, and they they've just crushed them, um, and you know we we can talk about it, you know scheduling harder out of conference schools. Well, they kind of have the rivalry with Florida, and Florida's yeah. down this year, so you can't really blame them for that. Unfortunately, I just think there's probably going to be too many undefeateds at the end of the year. Yeah. Which is a shame that we don't have the playoffs in place this year because oh. I think this would be a great year to have it. Yeah, I'd have. love to see Baylor play with Oregon. <laughs> yeah, That's or... my personal wish list. I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be nice. Oh no, but there's we're currently looking at what a possible four undefeated teams at least. Yeah, once they all play each other, yeah. Because uh, uh, there's because I know right now we have at least four big undefeated teams being Baylor. Oregon, Alabama, and Ohio State. Yeah, and Florida State's undefeated. And- yeah, um, I you what well, I'd say this. I'd say if you had to rank them with their schedule, uh, if they go undefeated, I'd say um, Alabama is probably your uh, probably your toughest schedule. Um, Alabama plays a lot of powder puff schools, though. Yeah, but it's about really what happens is the SEC championship game bumps them up at the end. It gives them that huge boost at the end of the year that yeah will keep them at one. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 getting different. There's been a lot of upsets in the SEC this year. Um, then, then Oregon, I'd say Oregon definitely has the next toughest schedule. Then I'd put Florida State in there. I'd say that their schedule is actually. Because what they've done to the teams that are supposed to be good in that conference, yeah. Um, but I, I'd almost kind of tie. Like I'd say, then I, then I'd throw Baylor. I'd say Baylor's schedule is definitely harder than Ohio State's, and Ohio yeah. State has the easiest schedule of those teams. Um, I actually think that, um, who is it? What's the team? Ohio State's schedule might actually rank lower um, 
And then, who's that team that's still undefeated? There's two. Um, I'm not sure. Is it Nevada? Yeah, I think... Let me pull it up. The Wolfpack, I think. Um, And then... Uh, Fresno State. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fresno State's still undefeated. Yes. Those are two potential BCS busters this year. Um, I'd say definitely at least one of them is getting in. Um, And then you've got to throw in whoever, because there's no team from the um, American Athletic Conference that's still undefeated. Um, I think that. Central Florida is undefeated in conference, but they lost to South Carolina out of conference. Yeah. So, um, a lot of, yeah, but I, I, I'm assuming, I think they still get a bid, whoever wins that. So I'll, so I'd say probably them, I'd say they'll probably get that. But, um, you know, of course later we'll talk about BCS games because in the next couple of months, those will start coming up. They already have bowl game predictions out. Um, but yeah, Florida State just really, really dominating everybody they play. And it would be nice to see them play some other teams. And I think they're gonna get a chance because I don't think I don't think any I don't think there's nearly any way now for them to lose enough games to get knocked out. Yeah. And I, and I, I you know, they get a what is it, they'll get a rematch with Miami maybe in the ACC championship. Probably. And I I mean, Ooh. we just saw that. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but yeah, they'll definitely get. I'd say get into a BCS game. I there'd have to be a lot of upsets for them to be in the national championship, but it could happen. And yeah, you never know. Really, uh, they're built to beat these teams. Yeah, they've got a great defense, and. I mean, they can run the ball, and their quarterback is looks like a senior. Yeah, he's veteran really who just under. I mean, you get him under pressure, and he just rolls out of the pocket. It's uh, it's fun to watch, and um, you know, I, I have a few friends that are uh, Florida State fans, and they're just super excited, especially because this kid's only a freshman. So yeah, that's so. kind of scary. Um, is he a true freshman or a redshirt? Yeah, he's a true freshman. Wow, that's oh, that's just plain scary. Yeah, that a lot of people were saying before the season that he's the best quarterback they've ever got there, and they've had a lot of really good quarterbacks at Florida State. So yeah, should so. be interesting. Um, okay, then we go to the extra point. Um, of course, let's see. I'm trying to think it who was. it was. Do you remember who it was? Like uh, uh, the extra point for everyone else was your game, the okay. TCU right. at West, or West Virginia at TCU, and congratulations on that, pulling out a win. It was there. a big win. We needed another win, and especially because it makes things, it makes it a little easier to make a bowl game. And uh, it was you were 13 and a half point dog, so yeah. that was that's always good. Yeah. Um, Charles Sims had over 150 yards rushing, just really great game. And um, our defense stepped up in overtime and pushed them out of field goal range. Which is always uh, and hard they had to, to try a 62-yarder, I think. Oh, wow. And then, of course, we just go down and kick the field goal. So, um, But, yeah, we I mean, we were 
I'm pretty sure we were down in that game. We came back to win it. Um, it makes things easier because we only need two more games to get into a bowl game. And, of course, we've got a tough matchup this week with te- Texas, so we can still drop that one and win two games against the easiest teams in our conference, which yeah. is nice to finish the year out that way because our beginning schedule was brutal. <laughs> I mean, probably one of the toughest schedules we've played in a long time. Um, and, of course, the schedules for next year came out, and we play Alabama in the college football kickoff game next year. Wow. So that'll be fun. Um, I think I'd rather play them next year than this year, <laughs> actually. Um, still should be tough. Um, yeah. All right, uh, so for this week... Uh, Pete went four and three. I went four and three, and I believe you went five and two, right? Yeah, I went five and two. I only picks I missed were Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and the West Virginia TCU. That Big Twelve just screwing everything up. <laughs> yep. All right, so um, now we're gonna do the recap of the NFL games last week. Uh, we had the New Orleans Saints at the New York Jets. J-E- Geno Smith pulling out another Jets, one. Jets. <laughs> I just don't know how they keep winning. It's just uh, every no. time they have a bad game, they come back and they upset a very good team. Oh yeah, and I I picked New Orleans because you know I wasn't ex- after last week. I wasn't expecting New York to do anything, and then they they almost completely walk all over New Orleans. Yeah, um, they. They imposed their will, and they picked Breeze off, what, two or three times? Yeah. And that's insane. Their defense many... is, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what happened them last week because that looked awful, but um, their defense really, in close games, stepping up big time and just playing great. Um, yeah. Looking as good as everybody expected it to be at the beginning of the season. Um but really, but with the, a rookie the story there is, um, you know, a lot of the, the times when you have a rookie quarterback come into the season, you kind of use whatever you can to get them acclimated with the offense, whatever you can to help them get in rhythm, that kind of thing. And for yeah. Geno Smith this year, it's been running. It really yeah, has been. The, when things break things down, that... he either finds somebody open or he runs for it. Yeah, and like you said, they they kind of give them a smaller portion of the offense, and like here, get to use to this before we give you the whole thing. And if he's doing this with just half of the offense or a quarter of the offense, what's he gonna do in a year or two from now when he has the keys to the when he actually has the keys to the car? Yeah, it, when he's it, allowed to take it on the highway. Yeah, it, it it is really interesting there to see his progression each week. Um, because it's it's a I mean that's a lot of pressure to put on anybody coming in, especially after he thought he was going to be like a first round pick, and and then they traded around and got him later, and and the fact that it's and in then, New York, yeah, and then you come there and there's all these other quarterbacks, and you you really don't know who who's going to get the job and everything, and then to eventually earn it. And to have tough times, have some games, you know, go through rookie growing pains, and then have success then, already in the first year. Really yeah, surprising because a lot of like people... like New Orleans and New England. Yeah. I mean, 
a lot of people they, completely based on just the offense because they thought the defense was actually okay. Thought that this team was going to be very, very bad. And yeah, not be able to score at all. the offense was... Look at the preseason. They didn't score a single offensive touchdown. No one was expecting them to look good. And then they just came out and are doing really well. Yeah, it's... it's and And they have, like... I mean, their fans are kind of just like Philadelphia fans. They will snap on you as soon as you start losing. So, oh. um, you know, at least they're at least they're they're finding ways to win, and you know he's not getting harassed there yeah. because I think yes. that's the worst thing that can happen to you when you're a rookie is to get deflated like that. But he's having success early. Should be interesting to see. I really, yeah. you know, every at least what I was expecting. I thought they'd start a veteran, and let him learn over time, but he's learning, you know, as the well, games go through, as I, the games go on. So I think that was their plan as well. But then Mark Sanchez was just doing awful, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So they, I think it's they kind of at the time they begrudgingly gave the keys to Gino, mm-hmm. but now that he's doing well, they're happy with it. Yeah, should should be interesting to see as the year goes on if the Jets can just keep keep this up, winning these close games come from behind wins. I mean, that's oh, yeah. the thing that's impressed me the most about that offense is that he's directing it under pressure two minutes to go, have to get the winning field goal, that kind of thing, and he's finding ways to get the ball down the field. If you can get through pressure situations like that, it, it, I mean, it's it, it does so lot. much for your confidence. Um, really interesting. Uh, um, the the and, second game of the week was San Diego at Washington. Washington was a one-point dog, and San Diego let Washington have it, and that angers me. Uh, As a (laughs) Dallas Cowboys fan, how can you let Washington come back? I I mean, I don't really think you have to worry about them uh, coming back for the season. Well, no, but but also I'm just tired because it's like, oh, look, so RG3 is actually really good. I'm like... I am one of those people that I believe RG3 was a flash in the pan last year. I don't think he's going to account to much. I, I Yeah, I mean, I think that I don't think he's the same player after that injury. I, no. I, I don't think he's really ever going to be the same player after that injury because it was reoccurring. Yeah, it's the big problem with it. And now that they've come out all out and defensives have time to figure out what they want to do with him it's easy to hold him to nothing yeah i th- i mean he's a he's a competitor i'll give him that and i think that maybe he might i say give him another off season and i think that he can still you know he might start there to- i think he can still compete i think he can still move the ball fine and everything i just think I don't think they were expecting him to come back from that injury and to get injured again. Like it just, I don't think anyone was expecting that at all, but, and no. uh, that's still no reason to, to complain about what happened last year. Injuries just happen sometimes and it's, it's not really anyone's fault sometimes. So, uh, just, uh, I, I think, it'll, I think give them another off season the thing that shocks me the most about them is not the offense at all, actually. Oh, no. They got a good defense. 
Yeah, but I just don't understand what happened in them early in the year. Yeah, they their like, defense found them. I think like just something yeah, was wrong. Yeah, we were all and, expecting their defense to be lights out starting in the beginning of the season. And, I mean, that's the reason I was going with them further up than anything. Not really because of the offense, because of the defense. And early in the season, they looked awful. I mean, yeah. they they got so far behind so early in games that they just didn't have a chance even, that, no matter who was directing the offense. Yeah, and that meant so much to me as a, as a Dallas fan. It's great. But, anywho. Yeah. Uh, third game was Atlanta at Carolina, and good was Carolina was a nine and a half point favorite and boy did they step on the throat yeah well I mean you know I I talked about early in the season Carol North Carolina's uh their defensive front and their linebackers just some of the best in the league I mean they really assembled a great defense there and Cam Newton is I mean, really stepped up his game. I, it's yeah. just, uh, we could talk about that winning streak that they went on at the end of the season last year, and I'm sure that definitely gave that team more confidence. But the fact that they're getting better players there, and um, Atlanta is struggling, I think that's another key thing in yeah, this whole thing. They're very injury prone. Considering where everybody predicted Atlanta to be this year, it it yeah. is just a mess. But then again, you can't predict injuries. You no. can't predict mm. both of their starting wide receivers to go out for extended periods of time. Yeah, I think if they had everyone, they might have been. They might have been where they're where everyone was predicting them. But with these injuries, you just can't expect them to be the same team. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had uh, Pittsburgh at New England. Um, game was back and forth at first, but that fourth quarter, Tom Brady just chucked the ball over the place. Um, it's um, funny. Uh, my my mom is a diehard New England fan, mm-hmm. and my uncle was in town, and he's a diehard Pittsburgh fan. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting <laughs> on the couch, screaming at each other. They're yelling back and forth at each other, and it was magic. <laughs> That's always good when you get passionate fans in the same room in a game. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it was close for a while, but. But yeah. then again, my uncle, he's also one of those fans that has come to the conclusion that, yep, it's our season was over like at week two. Oh, no. Yeah. I, you can't start <laughs> off the season like that. Well, yeah. And I admit, I'll have to admit, as once again, as a Dallas Cowboys fan. Always good to see teams of other dynasties go down, and <laughs> I'm loving Pittsburgh's crash. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and then we have uh, other, you know, some division rivals in Indianapolis at Houston. Um, I was... Just a one-point spread. A, yeah, I was surprised at that spread. I mean, I figured with so, Indy doing what they've been doing that they would have gotten a better spread but those guys in vegas know their stuff because um if you've watched houston this year um they've played very poorly against bad teams but very good against good teams yeah uh, very good like losing games in overtime that they shouldn't lose yeah i think it's because they were in fine position i think they they 
lower themselves to their competition. And they ra- and, and they raise themselves to their competition, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and it's like... I think they're one of the great teams, but they just lower themselves to they their just, competition. Yeah, they've been just... taking too many bad losses this year. I mean, yeah. and they've been in so many close games with the teams that we consider probably the elite this year. Yeah, uh, weren't at one point weren't they up like twenty one to nothing on Indy or twenty one to seven, something like that? Yeah, and then they I just mean, let Indy leading come the back. Seahawks by a ton and lost in overtime on a pick six. Yeah, I mean, it's... Or got got the game tied with the big six. Um, just, yeah, not... I, I got, mean, we didn't expect their quarterback to be hurt. We didn't expect him to struggle. We didn't like expect him to have year. a sandwich named after him? No. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you guys ever talk about the Matt Schaub sandwich? Um, I don't think we did. Um, There was a, there was a restaurant chain in Houston. They called it the pick six... The Matt Schaub sandwich... And you picked six toppings on it, and then you regretted it later. <laughs> I feel like you could do like an appetizer thing where you pick six for yeah. like a party thing. <laughs> um, okay, and then then we had Chicago at Green Bay. Um, and I don't think anyone expected Chicago to come nope. out and win that. No, they uh, they've they've. I think maybe that's like their second or third like really big win. Yeah, like, just nobody expected it at all because usually you go to Green Bay, Green Bay usually going to score in the 30s or yeah, higher but, probably. But then again, they typically have uh, Aaron Rodgers for the whole game, and yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers once again went out early in the first, and that's one of those injuries that you just can't overcome. Mm-mm. I mean, he playing as good as anybody, if not better. Than everybody else, and uh, makes that team good, very, very good. Um, without him, they're not that good. I don't think. No. Um, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, all right. So then, uh, Peter went three and three. I went two and four. Ugh. And you all, and, you also went three and three. Yeah. I, San Diego and New Orleans let me down, <laughs> and I think Green Bay let everyone down. Oh boy! Um, all right, so is so this week's week six. eleven? Oh my gosh! Jeez. Um, you start off with Kansas State at Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech is favored by three at home. This game is at twelve p.m. Eastern time. Who do you got? I'm going Texas Tech just because it's hard to win at Texas Tech if you're not Texas Tech. I can see that. I can see that. I, um, that. Yeah. It's a small enough spread that I don't think Texas Tech's going to blow out K-State. Just they're they're going to do what they got to do and they'll win by 4 or 5. Yeah. Maybe a touchdown. Um I think I'm also going to go with Texas Tech. It's at home. I think they got to recover after last week. Their defense just looked terrible. Um, oh yeah, but um, Kansas State, uh, you know, really a run-first team there. Um, they're doing a lot of option stuff. They have two different kinds of quarterbacks that they kind of rotate in. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I still like I still like Texas Tech throwing the ball on them. I think if you can throw the ball, then you can beat Texas Tech pretty easily. That's where their weakness is in the secondary. Um, yeah. 
And man, it's just crazy to think that that, t- that Kansas State team last year was as good as it was. They um, lost so much talent. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely like Texas Tech in this one. Yeah, they're they're gonna. I think they got what it takes to to do what they got to do. At three thirty p.m., we have Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is favored by 19 points. Good old 19 points. What a spread. Uh, this is one of those spreads that seems a little too too big. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I want to take Texas A&M, but I want to take Mississippi State. Mm. I'm going to go Texas A&M. I mean, they're, once again, they're playing in Texas and... Johnny football. Johnny football. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, as long as he's healthy. Uh, he's, I know the past couple weeks he's had a few injuries, a few nagging things. They're completely different when he's on the field when he's not. Um, you know, at, at Mississippi State, the, definitely the lesser of the two programs this year between them and Old Miss. Yeah. Um, and Texas A&M still has, you know, former Heisman Trophy winner. And there's some other offensive talent on that team. Um, you know, I, I don't really know how well Mississippi State can run the ball, but that is Texas A&M's weakness big time. I mean, Auburn ran all over them. Every Alabama ran all over them. Every team that's given them trouble has run all over them, and that's what you got to do. But I just don't think Mississippi State has the running game to um keep up in this game that'll probably be high scoring for at least Texas A&M. Yeah, they're a good team. Yep. Um third game is at 7 p oh no. Uh 3:30 p.m. Eastern time. 3:30 in the afternoon. Nebraska at Michigan. Seven and a half point favorites for Michigan. Mhm. Uh you know what? I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen again. I think Michigan will bounce back after that humiliating loss mm-hmm. at the hands of Michigan State. They they got to. I mean, they can't let Peter down twice. No. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm going Michigan. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. Nebraska's defense not quite what Michigan State's defense is. No. And I think that's a big reason that I think it was more that Michigan State's defense is just so solid. Um, and Michigan did not have an answer for it at all. Um, Nebraska's defense is terrible. It is oh, yeah. still bad. It has been bad for many years now, and it's still bad. Um, I don't think I don't think they're trying to get it good. They just no. they're fine leaving it bad. They uh you know they 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 run some option game there, um, some zone read. Um, they throw the ball around a little bit, but really it's about the run game there. And I think Michigan can stop, can the, stop run the run game run. enough. And I think that their offense gets back on track this week. I, I like Michigan at home. I think they can cover that seven-point spread. They're in the big house. Yeah, exactly. Um, following that is your team. Mm-hmm. Texas at West Virginia. Six-and-a-half-point favorite uh, for Texas. Look at that spread. Jeez, home field advantage. They just love yeah. us. <laughs> and it's 7 p.m. Eastern. 
I... our first night home game this season. We've had noon, 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 noon. Wow. You so know how hard going... it is to drink in. <laughs> um, from the stories you've told me, I don't think any of your classmates have any problem <laughs> drinking at noon. It'd be easier at night. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be loud. What do you think? Yeah. I hate to do it, but I got to give it to Texas. Mm-hmm. No offense, you guys have not been playing the best lately, and you're you're doing okay. But Texas has been Texas has really found their role, especially with beating and upsetting Oklahoma a few weeks back. Yeah, if you know, if I had watched this game earlier in the season, I probably would have had no problems with picking us in this game because Texas defense was like Swiss cheese. There was holes all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you could not run the ball, all you had to do was play Texas and you could run the ball. Yeah. Uh, last year when we played them, um, we were having, I mean, you know, we had a pretty prolific offense, but we, we could not run the ball very well. We ran for like a season high 400 yards or something like that. Wow. Um, but it but seems Texas, like they've made a lot of. Uh, and I don't think it's schematically defense. they've made a lot of changes. They play a little bit more man defense because we all know uh, Greg Robinson, when he was over at Michigan, that's what he did. Obviously, things didn't work out for him there. <laughs> um, but since he's been brought in, um, they've played. it seems like they're playing with a lot more effort offensively and defensively. Um, you know, I mean, they shellack their rivals. There's there's yeah. no other way to put that. They manhandled. They probably could have beat Oklahoma by more. Um, and they're just playing really really well right now. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that I don't think that's a mistake. They have very good players on their team. It just wasn't working earlier in the year. Um, but they've gotten things together. And um, you know I think whoever runs the ball the best is going to win this game. Yeah, because that's doubt. what both teams want to do. Um, and I think, you know, six and a half, that's, that's giving our home crowd a big applause, I think, because, yeah, uh, I, you know, I think this, if this game was there, they'd be favored by like 28 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I like Texas in this game. I think they can cover a seven point spread. And if I'm wrong, then, you know. I Either probably way, won't go good. to sleep on Saturday night. I who Either knows way, what's gonna happen on Saturday night. I'm gonna fear for my life if I'm downtown on Saturday night because yeah. Either way you'll be happy. Yeah. So um I'm going with Texas, but we all know where my heart is. And yeah. And in a surprise to no one, Alabama is a thirteen point favorite at home over LSU. Yeah. Bama. I mean they haven't let anyone down this year. No. And uh you know, if you're if you're picking, it's it's a good idea to take Alabama in the spread. I think they've only not covered it once, and that was the A and M game. Yeah, because I think it was nine, and they, you know, Johnny Manziel got that touchdown pass at the end of the game. Um, but they 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 generally cover the spread. They really really do. Uh, Vegas loves them so much for that because in the past three years they've covered so many games. Um, but I'd say at the beginning of this year, this probably would have been a bigger matchup, but LSU has just been struggling defensively is where they're really struggling. Yeah, and um, I 
I don't see Alabama having any problem getting up to like a 21 point lead quick and then just sitting on them like yeah. they do everyone else. Yeah, I I don't know. I I really just don't know how Alabama or how LSU stops Alabama in this game. I think that LSU could probably score. Mettenberger looks yeah. really good. I think he's going to be really good for a long time. But um I just don't think got, he's good enough to be Alabama's defense. Yeah, I mean LSU's got some NFL receivers on their team. For sure. Yeah. Like those guys will both play in NFL, but um and I think they'll have a little bit of success, but I just don't I think you get to that third quarter and they're just going to wear you down. Yeah. Um and Alabama's be- defense is good enough to hold them. You know, below like, 30, something like that. Yeah, so... Yeah, we're both going Bama there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the next game is a Notre Dame at Pittsburgh, plus four. So, Notre Dame's favored by four. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I've didn't, I haven't watched a game with either of these teams this year, so I have no idea what to do. Um, well, I mean, I can tell you that Pittsburgh uh, just hasn't really looked too good so far this year. Um, but, uh, you know, they definitely don't have the quality wins that Notre Dame has, is what I would say. Uh, like, at least the Notre Dame's competition is better, and they've, you know, beat pretty good team. I, I mean, Arizona State's pretty good team. Say. Yeah, so I'm. I gotta go with Notre Dame. It hurts me, but Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, here's another thing to tell you. Um, Pittsburgh never really ever has home field advantage because I've been to their games and they they just do not sell that many tickets. They really don't have that kind of thing that you would expect from a school that's as big as it is. You know? Oh, yeah, with this, with yeah. a rather prestigious history. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you'd expect there to be more. Um, it just really never, like, when we would go there to play them, we'd have as many people as them. And it, um, it, it I feel like they've always struck, which kind of fits in with a lot of the ACC teams, I would say, because if you've ever watched some of those ACC championship games, half the stadium is empty um so they're gonna fit in just fine at the acc yeah um and uh you know this game two teams that i hate (laughs) (laughs) just really don't like uh, but you love everything else because two teams that it cost us national championships both of them ah um Notre Dame in 1988 when we made it to the national championship game, and Pittsburgh in 2007 when we lost them before going to the national championship game. Um, so, yeah, I wish they could both lose, but that's not possible. So, I'm going to go with zero, zero tie because they're the better team. Yeah, Notre Dame, no doubt. Um, and the extra point game for us, since we both have, since your team's in the run, in the pick six, and <laughs> My team's the chosen extra point, so it's UCLA at Arizona at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and UCLA is a one-point favorite. Yep. What do you think? You're gonna. Some people will write this off as being a homer, but I gotta go with Arizona. Yeah. Um, we had two. We've had two losses. One to an amazing Washington team. The other one to a USC team that 
kind of came out of nowhere and looked really good that week. Um, we're ranked 12th overall in rushing yards and yeah. 27th overall in points in points allowed. So we've got the defense. We've got a rough running attack. And the junior that we have on our running game was led all of college last year in rushing yards. Yeah, so did. how... Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta go Arizona. I don't know how he keeps inheriting running backs like that everywhere he goes. <laughs> Richard? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I... The, uh... I still think I'm gonna go with UCLA in this one just because I know how much talent there is on that offense. Um, you know, they've been stymied by some very, very good teams. You know, the class of the Pac-12. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, early in the season against lesser teams, they were doing fine. Their defense looked great. The defensive line was the strong point of that team. But uh, just, I I think this is kind of where they got to, they they need to recover in a way. Um, And, you know, it's only a one-point spread. Um, You know, probably not as hostile as Oregon or anything like that. No, Um, but the... Arizona State down there in Tucson, it gets loud. Yeah, it gets. We have a pretty good home field advantage, and we've played. Yeah, I know it can hold a lot of people for sure. <laughs> um, we it's a big time there. And we were talking earlier about how Utah's a really good team, and we yeah. we held them to twenty four points and beat them in Utah. Yeah, I just um, so, I think this is like kind of a different different animal kind of team. um just there's there's too much offensive skill there on that team for them to keep being held down like they've been the past couple weeks i i feel like this is where they explode on the scene again i could see it being a, a shootout for sure yeah um and if you know if it's a shootout and it was like a seven point spread then i would definitely take arizona because in this shootout you know you you take that backdoor cover you take that kind of thing but it's only one point they yeah. just need a win, so that that's the reason I'm going with UCLA. Alrighty, well, next week when after Arizona completely destroys, <clears throat> completely destroys UCLA, I'll then, talk to yeah. Then UCLA is, needs to to get into they they need to fix stuff if they if, well, if they if they get blown out. Like, for like the third week in a row. <laughs> I'll talk to Peter about putting in just a little I told you so. <laughs> there we go. The rundown. There we go. Um, all right, so week 10 in the NFL is here. And um, it starts off with Detroit at Chicago at 1 p.m. It's a one-point spread. Jeez, it's pretty much like a pick em here. Yeah, um, these one-point spreads, they're nothing it, more yeah, than Yeah, it's pick-ups. just like you pick the team. Um, because so, you can't win by less than one point. So, yeah. so you know, in, in this situation, I think I'm going to go with Detroit. You know, as yeah. surprising as Chicago has been in some of their upsets, Detroit has been more solid all year long. Which this is crazy, people. We're saying that Detroit is solid. This is also the same year that the Browns are making a big splash in the NFL. Yeah, unfortunately, not so much anymore with brand. <laughs> With Brian Hoyer going out, but still, still. yeah, they they got some wins. <laughs> exactly, no one was expecting that. Um, just the addition of Reggie Bush, I can't say enough about 
oh. how much that has helped them out. And Calvin Johnson, I Megatron is just a monster. I mean, um, I hate you, Megatron. He's just, you. he is by far the best of his position in the NFL. And, um, I, I mean, we can talk about last year and what he did, you know, just yeah. crazy numbers. But this year, the difference between, I think, what happened to them last year when they could not finish games and they couldn't score in the red zone is that he is catch- catching touchdown passes as well. Just, Joe, Joe, you're just rubbing the salt in the wounds I'm here from two weeks it's, back. It's fun to watch him play because you know that he's going to get the ball and they still can't cover him. I, I yeah, I, that that made me that made me so sad though. And, I mean, and you know what? I I remember when we played uh, Georgia Tech in the uh, Gator Bowl. Um, I can't remember what year it was exactly. Um, oh. Maybe I, I don't remember what year it was, but all of his highlights for the draft that year were from our game. Yeah, and the because he had like 300 yards receiving against us. Of course, we came back and won that game at the end of the game, but he had a whole highlight tape from just that game. So I I know like I've experienced firsthand because I went to that game down in Florida, just what he is like, and that was with their backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say anything. I got I got Detroit. It just it hurts me after seeing them after seeing my Cowboys lose to them in the last seconds mm-hmm. on a fake. Ah, that kills me so much. But you know, gotta go Detroit. Detroit's got a good team. Mm-hmm. I nothing against Chicago, but I I kind of see this being a blowout. Yeah, by Detroit. I mean, I just see Detroit walking all over. Chicago. Definitely. Um, they have that def- that defensive line that is insane. And unfortunately, it seems like they're kind of picking on Nadamika Sue because a lot of these penalties that he's getting, I don't see. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think they're just, they know he wa- he's has some anger issues, so they're just willing to throw a penalty and fine him whenever they can. And yeah, I mean... We've talked about it many a time. Uh, like, it just seems like they're targeting that guy. Yeah. Half the time. Um, if he wasn't know. so big and could crush me, I would give him a hug. <laughs> That's all he needs. That's all he needs, folks. He doesn't need your flags. He needs, he needs hugs. your hugs. <laughs> um, all right. So throw hugs, not flags. <laughs> then we have uh, we, next game. We have Philadelphia, Green Bay. Another one-point spread in favor of Green Bay, home team. Um, at 1 p.m., can Green Bay recover? This um, I don't think so because Aaron Rodgers is most likely still out. Mm. He did break his shoulder and is not in his the clavicle and his non-throwing shoulder, mm-hmm. and that's just hard to play through. And you know what? Can I just say? Can we all look at Nick Foles, <laughs> former Arizona Wildcat, threw seven touchdowns last week. Jeez. He could have thrown more, but they pulled him because they were afraid they'd be considered for running up the score. 
Well, I mean, what can you say? Is isn't he really tall? Uh, yeah. I thought he was and like really tall and slender. Yeah, he's. And it's one of those things. I being in Arizona, I always saw him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, this kid can go somewhere. Yeah. And that's why it hurt me when he got drafted by a division rival in Philly. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm torn. I want Philly to do awful, but I want Nick Foles to succeed. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I feel like you gotta root for. You know your 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 college pros. I, I think yeah. you gotta do that. Last week was a pretty good week for some of the guys that I know. Gino, you know, had a pretty uh, nice rushing touchdown to help. You know, get a lead in that game, and then uh, let's see, Keith Tandy got his first interception, and um, Stephen Bailey got his first reception. Nice. This many games in the season. Just shows you that the Rams have no idea what they're doing on offense. Well, yeah, <laughs> because also, he should have been out there the whole time. Also, their starting quarterback's injured. So. Yes, but they, uh, the fact that Stedman Bailey was not playing more is just yeah crazy because I I think he's just as good as Tavon Austin. He's just a different skill yeah. set. Um, yeah. All right. Um. And but yeah, I'm, I gotta go Philly. I see Philly jumping out early. And yeah. just holding him, unfor, but unfortunately for Chip Kelly, his team, I Philly will get the win. But speaking of former Chip Kelly teams, Oregon is currently down fourteen to nothing in the mm-hmm. second quarter. Wow, that's surprising. We just have to yeah, wait for it, that third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten minutes left in the second though, so. Um, Oregon looks like they're starting up a little drive, so who knows? Nice. Um, the uh, this should be a good game then. Um, yeah. Let's see. Then we have. Uh, oh, oh, and that one, I think I'm actually going to take Philly too, and which is pretty much like going against our role of not picking Philly <laughs> on this show. Uh, yeah. Because of last year and how badly. How many hurt us. times you chose? You guys um, picked Philly, and they. And really, and they made it's just me because happy. Green Bay is a completely different team when they do not have Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. it's a shame because he's having such a good year. Like seriously, compete like one of the other quarterbacks competing with some of the MVP type years that some of the other guys are having. But yeah. he just, uh, you know, they really needed him, and I and I like what I saw from Philadelphia last week. Um, yeah. Maybe they can build on that and, you know, at least finish the season out strong, that kind of thing. And in that division, who the heck knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, then we have Cincinnati at Baltimore at 1 p.m., uh, division rivalry. rivalry um, and, you know, former Super Bowl champs really struggling this year. Um, yeah. And Cincinnati finally, like, playing the way everyone expected. Yeah, and um, look at that. Another one-point spread. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Cincinnati in this one because I just think they have a better defense. They have the better team. and AJ Green. Yeah. AJ Green, that's all you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> and with a and it's it's hard to go into Cincinnati now and get a win because well, it's I think it's had, at Baltimore. Oh, it's at Baltimore? Yeah. Well. Okay then. But then again, Baltimore doesn't have their wide receiver that they had the oh, same offensive powers they had last year. I don't they really got hurt in the offseason. Yeah, so I got to go Cincinnati. Um, then we have Carolina at San Francisco. 
It's a six and a half point spread in favor of San Francisco at four or five p.m. I'm gonna have to go with the Niners. As good as Carolina's defense has looked, um, I don't really think last week was a good representation though because no. Atlanta's just awful this year. Um, San Francisco, probably the team who has looked the most solid so far this year out of all the teams because they kind of perform every week. They had that that awful game against the Seahawks. But yeah. they since then they've looked really good. That defense has looked just as good as it always looked. And I I think that's the key. I think in this one they can control Carolina's offense more than Carolina's defense can control them. Yeah, without a doubt. Um I'm six and a half points though, that just seems a little big with a newing with a that could be a off, very defensive a, game. Yeah, but with a San Francisco offense that's kind of been sputtering lately, mm-hmm. and the fact that last week, with like four or five minutes left in the second quarter, was the first time that they let up, they gave up a first half touchdown all year. Mm-hmm. I gotta go Carolina here. Nice pick. I like it. And the Sunday, we get to the Sunday night game. My Dallas Cowboys at New Orleans. This always Seven. brings up tensions. Oh yeah, we always play New Orleans hard. We always we play them good. We well, mainly because of the coaching connection there. Yeah. Um, and this is this is New Orleans revenge year on the NFL, where they're just taking it all out on everybody because of what happened last year. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? Don't pay your players to beat the crap out of people. <laughs> That's the yes, moral just story. beat the crap out of the teams you play, which is what New Orleans has been doing most of the year so far. Um, a, cl- oh. a few close losses to uh, New England and the Jets and last the, week. The New Jersey yeah. Jets. Yeah. Uh, um, I gotta go with my Dallas Cowboys though. Mm-hmm. I think we're playing. We're playing hard. Um, we almost dropped a game last week to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna be like we're gonna go out and try to prove that we're not like that. We got skill dog. Yeah. So we're gonna go out there and I think we're gonna walk all over New Orleans, hopefully. And they could I think New Orleans will still be shaken up after last week's heartbreaking loss to the New Jersey Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh they will always be the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey <laughs> Giants. They don't play in New York, so get that trash out of my face. <laughs> uh, it's a night game in New Orleans. Uh-oh. There's going to be a lot of like, drinking. Uh, I don't know. If you watch some of those night games in New Orleans and what happens there, it's kind of just like a fever pitch sometimes and... All of a and there sudden, was an alien, there was an alien la- uh, the year before last. Yeah, like all of a sudden, like it's twenty-one nothing before anybody realized the game even started. I don't know yeah. what it what it is down there. If there's some kind of special sauce on the food they're eating, and or- it's but it's it's nothing, and it's like one of those things. It'll be twenty-one nothing before anyone knows anything, but it won't. But that doesn't like particularly favor New Orleans. It's New Orleans will either get out to a really fast start. Mm-hmm. Or the other team will get out to an incredibly fast start. 
I think uh, I think what what helps New Orleans this time is the fact that they went on the road to the Jets and they lost. And they, I think if they had won, maybe Dallas could have snuck up on them in this game. Yeah, but maybe. I don't feel like I, you know, and this very well could be a shootout. I think that both teams clearly stronger offensively than they are defensively. Um, I mean, if if any if Dallas had a good defense, then that's the they'd we have ha- a very very good team. Uh, I think we do same have with New Orleans. Good... If they had a, a better defense, they, I mean, I don't know if anyone would beat them, but it's just. Uh, I I think this is probably one of the best opportunities for a shootout this week, at least from the matchups that I've seen. Um, That's the thing. Uh, Dallas, I think Dallas does have a good defense. Our stats are just muddled from the fact that we played Philip Rivers and uh, Peyton Manning in back-to-back weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, you get another one. Uh, Another very good quarterback. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I I I think it should be a shootout. Hopefully, it's a shootout. Um, I'm still uh, going to take New Orleans because it's at home, and they have, you know, next to Seattle, probably I the best home field advantage in the league. Um, it just me, gets I, so friggin' loud in there, and uh, night games there. They're they score lots of points. I'm just gonna say they score lots of points. Score seven more mm-hmm. than Dallas. Oh. Oh, here we go. DeMarcus Ware, someone we've been missing for the past few weeks, is looking to go on Sunday. Really? Yeah. Well, we get our best pass rusher back. Who knows what we got? <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, injuries, um, you know, one of, the season, one of the reasons that Denver's defense had been struggling more, um, just... Uh, Anytime you get those big players back, it'll definitely help. Um, you know, get pressure. You've got to get pressure on Drew Brees. If you don't, he kills you every time. So it yeah. should be a good game. Um, and we have Miami at Tampa Bay. It's how we finish it out on Monday night at 830. And it's just going to be such a thrilling Monday night game. And we all can't wait for it. And oh, yeah, I mean, sarcastic. two of the hottest teams in the league right now. One point spread. I mean, come on. It's a pick em And just <laughs> it's, are you guys just pumped for Monday night? I know, especially after a long Monday. That's what you want to see. You um, want to see a truly beautiful game mm-hmm. between. <laughs> I can't even so, say it. Good old teams. You got, uh, was it Greg Schiano? There's, we don't know what's going to happen with him. There at Tampa Bay, is he in or out? Um, and then we've got Miami with, you know, they're obviously in the news right now because yeah, of bad things, but, uh, because of that, I got to go Tampa. Yeah. I just think the press about around Incognito's gotten, is going to mess with their heads, mm-hmm. and I don't think they can come out over it. I'm going Tampa. Tampa to get their first win this year, guys. I think I'll still go with Miami because, um, you know, they've at least shown the competence to to win. Yeah, it's, but then to again, win a few games. And obviously, I don't think Mike Wallace is working out there like they expected him to. 
But no. I don't think you can put that much faith into one player who's... It's, I mean, basically, the reason you got a big contract and everything is because he's fast. He's just really fast, and but they they don't really have the wide receivers there to compliment him. And I think that's the trouble that they run into. You know, I think that they they believe that they have a quarterback that, you know, is definitely the quarterback they want in their future. But I just, I don't really know if all to, that offense is all put together. That being said, Tampa Bay has so many more questions than Miami does. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and, like, I don't think there's any semblance of home field advantage. I don't think I, the coaching job is up in the air right now. I just, I'm going to go with Miami because I think out of the two teams that are both kind of struggling in a way, Miami's struggling less. Yeah. Um, but I, there's one thing I always love about games like this is when uh, the networks, like the on the Thursday night game or the Monday night game, have to try and make them sound interesting. Yeah. Definitely. And it's just like it's 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 a tough job in, you know, marketing some of these games which are clearly not the matchups. You just gotta target the fans of the games themselves. It's harder to draw in people ratings from outside that area. It's hard to sit there and watch a game if you don't think it's going to be good. So sometimes they end up being good, but um just really not much on the line. I think that's the the trouble with the Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and um, before we get too far away, I just want to let you guys know, Dallas leading the league in turnover differential. They're, we're really? plus 10. Yeah. And I mean, um, that's it's something to be said because I know in the past, Tony Robo has had his trouble with interceptions and you know, numerous running backs there have had trouble with fumbles and stuff. So it's, it's yeah, good to uh, see. That's how you win football games. You win the yeah, turnover battle. Battle. We have twelve interceptions and nine fumbles. Yeah, and we only have caused six giveaway. We've thrown six and caused and gave away five fumbles. Wow! So we've got we got what it takes. Yeah, so. that's how you win games. Like you just take care of the ball and reffing my Cowboys. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um. All right. So I mean. That's pretty much it for the show this week. Uh, is there any any sports you're looking forward to watching this week? Any games? Any college football games? NFL? Um, I always love to watch the, my Arizona Cardinals play as well. We're everyone looks down on Arizona. We've got what I think we got what it takes. We're playing Houston this week. Yeah. So that should be a good game. We don't have an offense because our offense is terrible. Mm. And yeah, but we got a good rookie running back right now, and that's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, something that no one's mentioned is a uh, the Phoenix Coyotes. We're eleven four and two right now, and mm-hmm. we're second in the Pacific Division. Wow, nice. Three point one goals per game. Yeah, I know really. Peter's a big. I know Peter's a really big hockey fan, so oh, yeah. these stats it's mean something to always him. always nice when the hockey season starts again. And right yeah. now, we're kind of in that big old bunch of baseball just ended. We got like some really big games going on in the NFL and college football. College basketball starts you know, tomorrow, and then we also got some hockey. It's like you, you get a big old bag of sports. There's tons of things to watch every weekend now. So, yeah. you know, if you're... 
if you're a big college football, college basketball fan, tomorrow you could sit in front of the TV all day and watch Without games all day. So hopefully that's not encouraging you to stay home from work. But <laughs> then um, it's there. Just letting you know. Um, and, and, you then, know and then, you know, you got more games on Saturday, but you also got college football. And then Sunday you got your NFL. Just a whole sports weekend. Yeah. Um, one last thing. No one here in Arizona were expecting the Phoenix Suns to be over 500 this long. <laughs> but here we are, five games into the season, and All we're right. still over 500. All right. Um, and then a quick score update. You know, you were saying that the Oregon-Stanford game is pretty much the same. Stanford's up 14 nothing on Oregon. Um, Baylor is up, let's see, 24-5 to with nine minutes left in the third quarter. Something interesting about that... Uh... About the uh, Oregon, oh, Oregon Stanford mm-hmm. is a uh, Oregon had the ball on like the two yard line. Wonder what happened, and they just fumbled. Oh, they right now? Oh no, a while back. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's like but what? it was just and ah, uh, great. Okay, I guess I can't watch it. Anymore. I was gonna say, all right. So, um, that's pretty much it for this week. And I want to thank you, David, for coming on. Um, you know, it was nice to give Pete a week off because he, you know, yeah. he works on all these podcasts and does a lot of things for the website. And we just want him to know that we love him. And uh, we have mad respect for him. Oh I yes, do half yes. the stuff he does. I mean, just really talented individual all the way around. And um, just want to thank him for you know helping come up with this show and so that we can talk about sports every week because it's really nice and um did you want to pitch your show again yeah uh listen to the superplex Mm -hmm. i wasn't on the last episode because i had girlfriend stuff going on but girlfriend Mm -hmm. but now we should be doing another episode soon hope either to recap the last pay-per-view or with the upcoming pay-per-view in less than a month because we're always less than a month away from a big event yeah that's the good thing about being a wrestling fan bad for your wallet though oh yeah i can't imagine that it would like what probably pretty expensive um yeah especially seeing as they're like 45 dollars i was gonna say like i know a lot of people that will go to watch them at bars and stuff that have like a cover charge set in place but it's usually not as expensive as paying for to watch oh no no, and unfortunately, there's nowhere around here that I can, but maybe <sighs> once I turn 21, I can find a bar that'll let yeah, me do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to find some sports bars and stuff. They usually do that. They do that for MMA, too, um, yeah. like boxing and that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, no, uh, we're have, we actually had a really good wrap-up in mm-hmm. the WWE. Uh, had a three-pay-per-view series in which my personal favorite wrestler, Daniel Bryan, was going after the WWE Championship. Ooh. Unfortunately, they didn't give it to him, but that's how these things work out. I think he's still going to eventually get there, because hmm. the kid deserves it. He's got some real skill. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you Anyone interested in WWE, follow, hit us up. Uh, yeah, they Twitter have, is, what, you guys have Twitter, do you have a Facebook, probably? Yep, we have yeah. a Facebook, Twitter, uh, just Superplex show. Yeah. Um, me and Tony, we share all the maintenance on both so it's if it's someone's talking it's either me or him mm-hmm. 
and yeah, just if you have no problem hitting us up. We're all big fans, and we love talking about the sports that we and sports entertainment that we love. So yeah, it's and I'm sure uh, I'm sure every time that there's a big you know event that's going to happen, they will know about it and they will give you a full recap every time, right? Oh yeah, we recap every major storyline. We recap all the matches. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing that's interesting about wrestling is that, I I mean, every match, there is kind of a storyline in it. There are so many hidden storylines. They do so much setup before they do the the actual matches themselves, which I I guess you could say is similar to, like, if you had, like, a basketball or football game, just the build-up before it, but they do, like, they actually have that as part of the match itself. Yeah, we have these for, you... Most sports have like a week build up mm-hmm. for a big rivalry game. We have months of yeah. build up sometimes. And we're actually getting close to the road to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which is kind of our Super Bowl. Yeah. So once that happens, oh, it's just going to be hot and heavy for from January to April. Hmm. And yeah, so anyone's interested, come on out. We'll we'll get you all the information you need. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, with that, I'm Joel. And I'm David. Have a good week.